0: It's interesting. The average American spends only 7% of their life outdoors. Yeah, we wake up in our home in a box, to, into our box, which is the car. We go to work in a box. We And then we come home, eat dinner in a box.
1: This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, oh man gotta take a deep breath what a week and it's not over yet but it is friday and tomorrow starts the weekend i hope you have some cool plans of what you're going to be doing um again i apologize my dog is still chewing on that toy in the background today it's just like every time i get this microphone out now she goes find your toy to chew on and make a racket but she's just so stinking cute, I can't stop her. <laughs> but uh, today's episode is really, really great. It's Sarah Shelton Kranz. We, we we talked about this before on some Life Outside the Box episodes. We, you know, a life outside the box, hopefully, is going to be a choice you make. Not all of us have that luxury. And sometimes our life outside the box just kind of rears up and slaps us in the face one day. And uh, for Sarah, that is definitely the case. And she took it and made something beautiful out of it and is an extremely strong woman, extremely powerful story of just the most unexpected things happening to you in life and having to grow from it. I know that she is not alone. I guarantee most of y'all out there could tell your story and blow us all away. Um, in fact, if you want to, get in touch. We we want to hear your story as well. But we, we talk about how her life just turned upside down almost instantly and how she rebuilt it from there and used nature and used the wilderness to heal her and to help others around her as well as kind of a very cool thing she does. She wears high heels on the top of mountains. She doesn't climb up on them with high heels, but... You'll see in the show notes the picture of her um, with her hiking gear on and some red high heels on. It's pretty it's pretty cool. But before we get started, just some quick announcements. As always, you can become a patron, aka a financial supporter of the show, at patreon.com/slash adventure sports podcast. That website URL is also in the show notes, so it's just a link you can click on. Also, Get in touch with us if you have a story, if you know somebody with a story. We're always looking for great stories about nature, about adventure, and about the wilderness. Just just involving this awesome planet that we live on that we call home. Oh, what an awesome place. Also, if you are in need of some backpacking food, uh, Peak Refuel, sponsor one of the sponsors this month, they have a discount going with us, ASP20. Use that code at checkout and you get 20% off. Also, Hemp Daddy's CBD oil and transdermal cream. It's been really helping my arthritis in my knees. Use Adventure 10 at checkout to get 10% off and Powder 7 Ski Shop. They are just awesome people. Awesome ski shop. They sell used and new skis and ship it anywhere in the country, so uh, they have some great deal on their used demos. All right, let's get into this thing and have an awesome weekend. Do something epic. Do something that's going to be worth being on this show. How about that? Well, of course, unless you don't have time, and if you don't have time, at least train for something that you're going to be worthy to be on the show one day. All right, y'all. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a good week so far. And today we have Sarah Schulting Krantz. Sarah, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Good, good. So, so you know, I'll just give a brief overview, but we can go into more detail. You you guide. Uh, you you speak. You do workshops. You're a mom. Uh, you run across the Grand Canyon for fun. You climb <laughs> mountains. Um, you've done, you've done a lot of interesting things and you help empower people to get out there as well. And, and you do one thing in particular that a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know you for but that's how I found out is you, you like to wear uh, a (laughs) certain type of shoe on top of mountains that you you don't really see that often with your high heels. Um, you don't climb the mountains in those though. I
0: do not climb the mountains. No, I do not. Well, Everybody, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I want to hear about why you do that, and uh, as we get into your story, because yeah, I've never seen it before. Let's just put it that. I way.
0: absolutely share. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, it's something I always ask: where you? Where are you coming from today?
0: Uh, I'm actually residing just south of L.A. I live in Hermosa Beach currently. I'm originally from a small town of about 1,100 people, little farming community called Black Earth, Wisconsin. So, talk about um, a big transformation in life, right?
1: Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> eleven 1, hundred to, you know, the beautiful coast of California and all the adventures, and where all those take you. Well, how did you get from, how did you get from point A to point B? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I um, at the time I used to be a teacher. I lived in Wisconsin, and that was my original profession. I graduated from UW Madison. And followed my uh, best friend, who ended up being my husband, across the United States. And we landed in Northern California and eventually landed in Southern California. And um, I love the beach community. I do a lot of stand-up paddling as well. I paddle with whales and dolphins and all sorts of fun stuff. So, you know, I love the beach. And this is where I've now raised my children, um, now as a single mom. Life is just a trip.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, no, no one, you know, I, I realized that like no one's really skirts by without anything happening to him. You followed your husband or your best friend. I don't know if you were married at the time, cross country, mm-hmm. loved to paddleboard. You loved the water. I kind of, you, you taught, you said for years, what led you into what you're doing now? Cause that's, that's a different life.
0: Yeah. Well, so I had, he, he actually was married when we came across the States and, and resided here. Um, unfortunately when my marriage fell apart, um, we were married for 17 years when I found out five years ago that my husband at the time had been betraying me for 14 of the, my 17 years of marriage. And unfortunately, um, everything came crashing down at once he, I found out, I'm just, do you mind if I just dive right in? Do you, will your listeners care? Your no, listeners will we, care, right? We're
1: really open. We talked about anything. We're all
0: family. There you go. Uh, in one way or another, we are all family. Um, so I found out that he was betraying me with men. I found out he was gay and he also had multiple addictions going on at the same time. And I raised, I have three boys, three amazing boys. So that happened about five years ago and then nature called to me and I had already been, I don't know what you could call a nature junkie. Like I love climbing and I loved, you know, diving down into the, you know, Grand Canyon and hiking peaks and just having fun out in nature. And when that hit, nature really became and being out in the wilderness became my saving grace. That's where I healed and transformed my life. And, you know, you can... I've been through the depths of hell and I'm happier now than I've ever been. And really it was, it was finding myself in all of these adventures and also having clarity and meditating out in nature and really connecting with, with the outdoors is what, you know, really allowed me to find clarity in life. And so I took all of that. I took everything that I had learned about myself and in my process of my own healing and, the age of 42, I went back and got my wilderness first responder certification. Um, that was interesting. And I became a professional coach. I went back to school and, uh, you know, I had already had years of teaching behind me. And so I knew how to teach. And I, you know, I'm a very hands on mom to my boys. And so I knew how to guide in a way. And, um, I got my commercial youth use authorization for the Grand Canyon and I began. Guiding transformational healing meditation retreats for women and men in the Grand Canyon And I also do coaching like I coach one-on-one and I also am Developing programs for people so that they can take this all of this content and use it themselves in nature or the wilderness Or when they're on climbing their own peaks up Whitney or SoCal or wherever it is in the world So it's touching a lot of lives and it's changing people and it's cool. It is just really freaking cool so here so, I am. So what? it's going well. Yeah. I mean, um, well, let's see. It's not just that it's working, but people are seeing the effects of it working. And, you know, I have guided, I've been honored to guide Sean Cheshire. She, she's a blind Paralympian and adventure seeker. You know, she found me. She went on one of my retreats and she decided to start her own nonprofit and, um, and do adventures and have the blind and the sighted community come together through her adventures, and I was a guide to her doing her first adventure as the first female, blind female, to climb the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim, and also, she smashed the men's record. We did 42 miles in 24 hours and 15 minutes, so yeah, it's changing lives, and it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? Seriously. What was the men's record, do you know? The men's record was 28 hours, and so we- I know. And so, so, you know, that was a rad experience, like to be doing this work at the age of 45 as a woman, you know, (laughs) and a mom to three kids. And like, you know, I can't I couldn't all that stuff that happened to me, I can't do anything but be thankful at this place in my life, because, I mean, I'm here, right? I mean, it's like, this it's cool it's really really cool and it's affecting change that's the ripple effect like it's creating change for other people and there's nothing better than watching other people through their own transformation and growth and healing because it also gives it gives what you've been through a lot of meaning than otherwise right and so it's it's been cool
1: it has it seems like that has led to so much do you, who do you think you'd be if none of this had ever happened do you think you'd be content with who you are but maybe not as effective
0: uh that is really fascinating that you asked that question um here's why because i've thought about that you're the only person honestly that's ever asked me that though so thank you um i do not think that i would have the depth or knowledge of who i am today had i not have gone through that and you know, you can either you can do one of two things, you can sit in the stuff that happens to you, or you can truly dive deep and see how it can create an effect change within you and other people. I just don't think that I would know me that well. And because of that, I mean, I don't know where I would be living. I can't say I you know, that's like, who knows. Uh, but I definitely do not think that I would be living this adventurous life that I am today. I there's just I just really doubt that. Um, it's just really given me a lot of a lot to um, aspire to.
1: It's like you you don't want those things to happen, but if any of us reflect on anything that we've done remarkable or um, noteworthy, a lot of times it does come out of something really negative. Something that looking ahead and foresight was like, this is going to be terrible. But looking back, it's like, I can't, I can't imagine it being any other way now. So it's a hard balance to strike, you know, you don't want things to go wrong. But every time they do someone like you, especially, it's going to make you just that much more effective, that much more relatable, that much more compassionate, excited, living life more fully. So You know, it's like, you don't want to invite trauma and you know, destruction and and negativity, but man, it's like what it comes, what it, what comes out on the other side is incredible.
0: You know, it's interesting that you bring this up because, um, so my, I had a very big trauma happen when I was 17 Hmm. and, um, that was the start of it for me. I was, I was raped when I was 17 and I became pregnant. And so I chose to have my son and it, you know, it was a very traumatic experience in my life because the cops wouldn't press charges. They said that there wasn't enough evidence. I had to get a restraining order. I mean, it literally turns my life upside down and I still ended up going to college and really, um really worked my through my way through that and with the support of my family. And, you know, back then I remember thinking someday this needs to go into a book because nobody should have to live like this. Nobody should have to feel alone. And, I really back then learned so much about myself and it was weird because going through that experience, I often wondered like, what am I, why, why now at 17? Why? And there, I just knew there was something bigger. I had no idea that I would land in a marriage and understand that my marriage was, there was a lot of amazingness to my marriage and my husband at the time had his own you know, his own things that he was going through and we've worked through that and I've forgiven him and we're friends today, understand we still have our moments. You know, I will not say that it's also perfect ever, um, but we definitely have worked through that because we also have kids together and the process has taught me how to be a better human being, I believe. And so it also going through the second trauma at the age of 40 I knew kind of what to do because I had resorted back to what had happened to me at 17. And there was a moment I remember thinking like, what the hell? Why does this stuff keep happening to me of all people? Why? And you start to wonder that you're like, why does this stuff keep happening happening to me? I mean, I'm sure a ton of your listeners are, are thinking the same thing, you know, where it's like, why does this stuff keep happening to me? And at the same time, I remember thinking to myself, it's happening to me for a reason. And whatever that reason is, and I know a lot of people don't like that comment. Um, but for me, for my own personal story and my own journey, I know and I knew at the time it was happening for a reason. And what came of it was in transforming in nature and really diving deeper into who I was. I realized, Oh my gosh, if I could get through all that I've gotten through and I'm happy and I'm thriving and I'm, you know, loving myself more than now more than ever, other people can do the same thing and they need somebody to guide them through that process. And so that's where I went, Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I understand. I think I was, I was on the ocean, like four miles offshore when this all came to me and also hiking the, um, in Sequoia national park. Those were my two big, those are my two big moments. I remember like in nature where I went, Oh, 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 I get it. I'm getting it now. Yep. I understand.
1: Hmm. So what, what do you think it is? Cause you said when, when, when your husband and you first started having that, that conflict and all that happened, you resorted to just wanting to be out in nature. What do you think it was about nature that helped you deal with it?
0: Well, so there's, it's interesting. If you if you read Florence Williams, she has a book called The Nature Fix. And um, I didn't really know what it was internally, like that whole scientific side. I didn't know what was going on with my brain and all that stuff until I started reading her book. And then I was like, oh, there's actual scientific studies that if you spend five minutes a day in nature, you begin to change your mind, your mind shifts. Your anxiety lessens, your blood pressure goes down. Like there's so many things within you um, that happens, but for me, it was also the somatic healing. You know, our cells hold trauma, and when you can work the trauma out within your cells, with you know, out of your cells, that's when you start to actually feel better. You know, your your everything starts to feel better, and so um, for me, it was really connecting to the simplicity of nature as well you know I would sit there and I would I'm this is this is no joke like this stuff happened to me when I was going through this process I would um be out on like four miles offshore and whales would just come out of nowhere there was one day where I had <laughs> saw 12 whales when I was on my paddleboard wow. and for me it was I was also thinking I you know I I remember really uh connecting to them I I, I was out there alone one day Three miles off, the wind started kicking up. Everybody that I was with, I was with a group of women. They all went in and I was like, you know what? Just give me a little bit of time to myself. I need to do a little bit of meditating and thinking. And I was in the midst of all of this and this whale came out of nowhere and it turned. There were actually two of them. The one of it, the one though, t- flipped, turned, stopped and his eye looked directly into mine. And I was just sitting there gazing in his eye going, Oh my gosh, this. This is connection. Yeah. Like this is why we're here. And not only with each other, connection with each other, but connection with earth, connection with, with nature, connection with, you know, whales, dolphins. I mean, I've had it all. And so don't think I'm not safe in these situations because I, it's not like I'm chasing them and it's not like I'm looking for it. Right. It, um, it just appears. And I think that that's a part of what we all forget too, is that, you know, we keep chasing everything in life. And if we would just slow down, we'd understand that it's right in front of us, whatever it is. I mean, you know how many butterflies crossed my path today because I slowed down and watched.
1: Hmm. So what do you mean by that? The things that like the things you need in life or the next step in life is in front of you rather than something you have to actively create for yourself?
0: Yeah, truthfully, yes. I mean, I think that there's, there's a balance between the being and the doing, obviously, right? Like we have to do stuff in order to get at, to take action. And on the same side of it, sometimes we're always taking action that we're not slowing enough to actually be present with the action that's happening around us. And so if we could slow down in those moments and actually be present, that's where it also, that's where, that's where the connection lies. That's where you start to get the, The, you know, the hints or the things from the universe or whatever you want to call it, God, whatever. I'm a very spiritual person too. And so, you know, I mean, I, I live, I live in nature and I live in all of that. Um, so, so it's really being able to slow down and noticing the things that, that you need are right in front of you. If it's the people who you cross paths with, if you just ask the right questions, most of the time we don't ask the right questions, right? And within ourselves and from others. And, um, and, you know, we, there's, there's no, there's no reason that I, I, that we can't find the things that we need around us, truthfully, truthfully, if you think about it, um, whatever it is in the moment, peace, whatever it is.
1: So all of you know that, uh, I deal with some chronic pain, some chronic inflammation in my knees, and it's been an issue with my adventure sports career. Uh, but we just had Caleb Simpson on the show to talk about his company, Hemp Daddies. And I'm actually gonna give their products a shot and see how they do. I'm gonna be using their CBD oil and transdermal cream. I've been trying it out about a week now and I've actually noticed I sleep better. Um, My stress and anxiety have even lowered a little bit, as well as my knees do feel a lot better. Their products are third-party lab tested. They're made from USDA organic hemp and they're grown on a family farm right here in Colorado. If you'd like to give it a shot yourself, go to their website hempdaddies.com and use the code ADVENTURE to get 10% off your first order and free shipping, and I will keep you in the loop about how it does for me. So buying ski gear can be a pretty daunting process, especially when it's online, but Powder 7 made that process incredibly easy. They live by their mantra, which is skiing for all, all for skiing, by being completely dedicated just to skiing and encouraging anyone and everyone to participate all year long. It really doesn't matter if you're looking for your first pair of skis or looking to round out your quiver. Uh, They have literally thousands of skis in stock, uh, new and used so you can get a really good deal, a team of ski experts to help you find the perfect ski for you. And they stock every brand you can imagine. And not only skis, but they have everything else you need, whether it's a helmet or goggles, apparel, boots, bindings, poles, literally everything. The only thing they really don't get you is a lift ticket. It's crazy. So you can visit them online at Powder7.com or stop by their store there in Golden, Colorado. But make sure you give them a shot before trying anywhere else for your ski equipment. Yeah, it's interesting nature does teach you a lot i'd say every time that i'm going through something i kind of feel like i long for it like it's almost beyond me like i just long to be outside as an escape and as a, a refresher i guess yeah but i just crave it you know like a like a craving for a food and when you're out there it's like yeah things just do become clear and i like i like that cuz i don't know today's world you're just taught like if you want something it's all up to you to go get it and to to you know there's 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 no like serendipity to it to where like would what, what a lot of there there's a lot of truth in that but then you know you see some deer outside and they're just they were born in this environment what they needs in front of them what they what they strive for and do it, it it's very it's like a relaxed striving for the things they need, you know, the grass they eat, the shelter, mm-hmm. everything's just there to take, they just have to physically move their body to grab it, or, I don't know, it's it's a peaceful existence.
0: It's interesting, the average American spends only 7% of their life outdoors.
1: Like outside? Like literally outside?
0: Like literally outside, Holy 7%. Cow. So, I mean, I if you it. think about it, though, like, yeah, we wake up in our home in a box, we yeah. go To into our box which is the car we go to work in a box we go from the box to go back into our car we go from the box of the car to the yoga studio which is a box we go and then we come home (laughs) eat dinner in a box
1: (laughs) that's hilarious
0: it is is quite hilarious like (laughs) it is it's actually quite hilarious it's all controlled It, it is it's all controlled and you know we build bigger boxes to live in Breathe in bigger boxes, and it's like, wow. wait a second, wait a wait a second here. When in reality, if you think about it, we're humans. Like we're meant to be outside. We're meant to, you know, till our soil and fertilize. You know what I mean? Like not fertilize but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to 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 do to create our food out in the soil, and yeah, and here we are.
1: <laughs> Just. In our little boxes yeah we're, we're made out of the same things all the animals are and you know they have shelters but most of their life is spent out there in the air and, uh-huh. and it's funny you say that i saw an onion article not long ago and you know satire love- news and they uh it was around i think in the fall they said patagonia releases new 300 hundred dollar commuter jacket um <laughs> to get you safely from your door to your car because they were like, you don't need all this. Like everyone has a Patagonia jacket at work and these are made to be like on top of a mountain and you're sitting here at the office for 10 hours a day.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. So they
1: came out with a specific commuter jacket, which I thought was hilarious because that's great. it's kind of overkill, especially like I I'm, we're in Denver and everyone looks like they're ready to go hiking all the time. Why are you wearing your approach shoes at work? <laughs> you're not on a, a ridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: So can we, can we, can, can that be the can that do you mind if that's like the little lead in into the red heels on the summit?
1: Well, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, speaking of inappropriate <laughs> footwear <laughs> <or> apparel, <laughs> you, you carry at least one pair of, uh. Red high heels. When you Uh, are damn right, I do. What the (laughs) heck is that? What are you doing? What is that for?
0: (laughs) What is that about? Red too. (laughs) Red. Red is passion and courage and strength and love and like that's that's why I did red. red. Bold. Um, (laughs) It is bold. Uh, So the red heels came because you know I started doing this um, in my forties. I decided to transition my life and completely transcend my story. Which is encouraging,
1: you know. There's a lot it of people is. in that, you know, you weren't in your early 20s with no responsibilities. You had an established life, kids, uh-huh. and a ton of stuff that just has to get done.
0: You know, I was really damn good at throwing sushi parties and kickball tournaments. I mean, literally, like, I threw. Okay. I was the mom. I'm not joking, actually. I was the mom who threw kickball tournaments for, you know, families where there was like 150 people that would show up.
1: Holy And cow. sushi,
0: oh yeah, and sushi parties for like, You know, my kids' um teams, water polo teams, and we'd have like seventy-five people at my house and I was really good at all that stuff. And I loved that part of my life. I don't Uh do that anymore because I just don't have the time or the energy to do it because I'm working on my passion and purpose now. Um, but the red heels came in because I because I started doing this at in my young forties and I had a lot of people that were kind of questioning me, like, you're a woman, you're a female and you're a mom. And what are you doing? You know, like this whole nature thing. They were like, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, you're guiding people? And I was like, yeah, I am. And it's damn cool to do. And um, I also was coming out of a marriage where I will be honest, I was questioned a lot. I had people that thought I knew and I had a lot of like how didn't you know and even today I still get that like how did you not know and I'm like you know what I fell in love with my best friend do you question your best friend really I mean I fell in love with the man who I just knew I was going to spend the rest of my life with hmm. and he was not the same person he is today at all which is fine I mean he needs to be who he needs to be but you know it hurt it really freaking stung and to have people question me and question my femininity and to question my existence and to question what i knew and to question my mind and my heart and my soul sucked and so you know you're questioning me as a woman and so i just got fed up and there was one day where i said to a friend of mine um steve i was hiking mount baldy with him and i said you know what i'm taking a pair of high red high heels the idea had come to me when i was on a run because i i just like i I was crying i was just really upset about it and i was like you know what? wait a second, I need a symbol for me. And if this symbol for me affects me, great. If other people get it, great. And if it something happens from it, great. And so I went and told Steve, like, I'm taking a pair of red heels to the summit of Mount Baldy, and we're going to take a picture. And that's going to be my picture. And then a friend of mine said, you should take a red dress too. And I went, all right. So I took a red dress and I took red heels. And I totally like changed behind a rock on the summit of Mount Baldy, which is a, over a 10,000-foot peak, by the way. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, got a little windy up there. And um, I took a picture and I posted it on Facebook and I got a lot of comments. It just started going viral. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this everywhere I go. And quite frankly, I got sick of carrying the red dress. And so I went and got myself some super cool red heels. I buy them from like Jessica Simpson has some really hot, sexy red heels. And then I, you know, got them from her or I'd buy them from different places. And um, I would just start wearing them. So I've taken my red heels on the six pack of peaks in SoCal. I've carried them up to Mount the top, the summit of Mount Whitney. I have carried them on the high zero trail for eight days. I've taken them up half dome. I've taken these things everywhere. And I. I mean, that's just like it's for me, but it really it's that those pictures are not they're for me, but they're for every woman that is going through anything of which I'm going through, you know, anything at all, because that's stung. It was a time in my life where I, I, my feelings were were hurt by what was being said.
1: Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I can't I, I, I wouldn't blame you if you never got out of bed again, you know, much less do everything you've done.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, it's, you know, that's, and that right there is also why, um, why I do it because I, thankfully I didn't, I didn't go to that place there. I could have very, very easily. Don't think there weren't days where I would, you know, cry myself to sleep or I would go literally lay in an empty bathtub and just bawl, Um, Or I would just sit in the bathroom and just let the tears go. I mean, I was on the, four miles offshore on my paddleboard one day, I remember, and I got so mad. And I took my paddle and I just started smashing the ocean. And I was just livid. I was like, this sucks. Like going through this sucks. And how could somebody do this to another human being? And um, I remember being out there and then I, you know, my anger turned to tears and my tears eventually dried up and I, I was like, thank, so thankful that I didn't bust my paddle because, you know, I had to get back in and, um, <laughs> right. And, right? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure that would have sucked. Yeah. But I mean, the emotions were definitely there and I experienced them and I didn't, I didn't hold them in. I really let them come out while I was doing what I was doing, you know, paddling and running and climbing and adventuring and everything.
1: Now, one thing leads to another. You wear high heels on top of mountains.
0: I uh, certainly do. Do you ever see um the there is a guy who does that um, he wears uh, high boots. He wears boots and um, oh, Patagonia. Did you ever see his stuff? I think it's Patagonia. It's a kind of a flip from Patagonia. Oh,
1: Did I don't know. Get... I
0: haven't. Oh, you got to check him out. It's it's pretty humorous. <laughs>
1: there's a there's a guy around here that dresses up as a nun and climbs mountains and, and it with a, with his Face, face painted like a clown what <laughs> yeah it's really bizarre and he's he's seen all over the place but he's always climbing it takes him like four hours to do his makeup because it's really intricate <laughs> and he'll go climb a 14 or, or two and oh. and it's this guy dressed up as an i don't i don't i don't get it he has this whole uh mission behind it that i don't remember but I, i've looked into it he's an interesting guy. <laughs>
0: You know, we have a lot of interesting characters in this world. I yeah. mean, it just, it just makes the world that much more interesting. Right. And
1: so, Honestly, you know, it adds color. It adds, it's, it's memorable. And frankly, a lot of times it takes people going through something really out of the norm to kind of end up being out of the norm and yeah. in, inspiring lots of people. And so, so now one thing you do is, is you, you take people on trips, uh, what do those trips look like? Are, are are is it geared towards telling your story and people that have gone through something similar or is it is it just enjoying the outdoors? Like what 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 do the trips look like?
0: Well, it's interesting. I I get anybody, literally anybody and everybody. Um, I used to, the very first one I ran was a male female. And then I just started doing only females. And now the one that I'm running in February this month, the end of the month is, um, a male female. And because I had so many men that were coming to me saying, we need this too. Like we're, we've been through stuff. We need stuff. We need somebody to guide us. And I love that. Cause I thousand percent agree. Hmm. Um, so we do a lot of coaching before the retreat. So we do sessions, um, a month out. And then we also, so you get to know everybody that is there to in your group. Um, and then we go on, it's usually a four night, five day retreat where we hike down into the bottom of the grand Canyon, spend two nights in a beautiful cabin at phantom ranch along the Creek. Um, we do a lot of adventuring and work while we're down there and then we hike out and it's, it's amazing because you get to see I take people to all of my favorite places where I, you know, had my healing experiences or my transformative experiences. It's for people that truly the retreats are for anybody. They're for people that are ready to transform their life or ready to, to make a step or to figure out where they're at in life or, you know, to really connect. Um within themselves and with the outside world, because we have to turn our phones off people. Like we guys, we got to turn our phones off and we have to learn how to reconnect with who we are. And, um, we do follow up calls as well after the retreat, because the whole thing is, is I don't like people just leaving and then not integrating all of what they've learned within this, you know, six to eight week process. Because remember, it's not just the retreat. It's also the process of from the beginning to the end of it. Um, and there really is no end because my whole thing is the people that have been in my retreats are best friends today. Even the group, first group that I ran two and a half, three years ago, whatever it was, they're best friends. Even today, they still talk to each other and, you know, we're on group chats together. So it's not just like, Oh, here you are, you know, we're going on a retreat together. No, it's, you're deep diving. Um, I also bring in people, so we meditate when we're in there. We do um, meditations in different places within the within the um, Grand Canyon. I like to do them under the moonlight, under the stars. There are wow. certain places that I like to pe. Yeah, so I mean it's it's amazing. Um, we meditate, you know the rocks there are six million years old, and there's it's such a spiritual space that you cannot once you actually slow down and are present with where you are, you you can't. It's impossible to not change. It's impossible not to transform where you're at, right? And so it is just such an incredible experience. And the people the people that come are from all over. I've got a a really cool guy from Canada that's coming. Um, a farmer from Canada that's coming on my February retreat. It's just like it's the coolest thing, and he's like the coolest guy. I'm just like I freaking love this work because I. My whole feeling is I don't bring these people together. The people that come are the people that, that are ready to step into this. And so whoever it is that shows up is who is meant to be there.
1: Mm. I like that.
0: Yeah. So they're they're just amazing. I I love doing them. Um it's you know, that's my passion and my purpose.
1: So yeah, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I used to carry cans of food into the backcountry. And uh, I know there's a lot lighter things to do, but uh, there's just a lot of options that aren't good for you or either too heavy. Um, And that's why I really do uh, use Peak Refuel now. Um, uh, They're a new backpacking food company. And I say backpacking food. Really, it's just uh, freeze-dried food that you can use for anything. I've actually eaten it for dinner before with my family uh, because it's real food. It's not... It does not taste like backpacking food or hunting food or something that you're only going to eat in the backcountry. It's it's delicious, high uh, in protein, uh, nutritious. It is going to refuel you. It is filling huge portions. And I really encourage you all to give it a shot. At least try it out. Uh, and that is peakrefuel.com. And if you want to get 20% off an order, uh, use the code ASP20. And that's capital asp then two zero. Now back to the episode. I, I do these on the side as well, similar type trips that are uh, volunteer based. So we'll go. We actually did one last year to the Grand Canyon, and uh, we built a bunch of like stuff for the upcoming season: picnic tables and cleaned up some trails and we'll just work with the park for like a week and then spend the other half of the week hiking and exploring. And uh, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done that as a job. And I haven't turned it into something as um, consistent as you, but it's it's unlike anything else. You know, it's I don't know about you, but you, you talk a lot about being out there alone. A lot of your experiences, you're out there just letting your emotions run wild. That's like my therapy and Mm -hmm. so I totally relate and so I was it's like I was hesitant at first to involve other people in that because it's such a reverent place (laughs) but then you bring other people and you see it in their eyes like oh my god like this is amazing you see them look into the grand Canyon for the first time or discover something about themselves after three or four days that or or break down or, or admit something it just just have these incredible moments and it There's nothing like sharing it with other people. There's nothing like it.
0: There is nothing like it. And um, that's where I think, you know, in helping other people and guiding other people, we also deep dive and guide ourselves to a different place as well. Mm. And I I understand what you're saying because for me it was a little bit of like, huh, do I really want to do this? Because this is kind of my sacred place. And then I thought, you know what, I found my sacred place. It's time I share my sacred place and have other people be present with that with that sacred place for themselves. And, you know, it's, it's just the, the, the amount of change and the transformation that I've seen in these my client's eyes has just, there's no greater blessing for me. Like there's, uh, you know, I could leave this earth tomorrow and be like, I, I've done it. And um, I mean, who, like that right there says something. And that's how much that, that's how powerful this work is. Yeah.
1: How do your kids view you? in all this, with all the change that's happened in the last five years?
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, So my, how do my boys view me? Oh gosh. (laughs) My oldest, my 27 year old is not a nature guy at all. And so I love
1: That's funny. (laughs) You know, we hear that a lot actually. Yeah. Lots of these people that are on this show are parents in there. I'm like, what are your family think? He's like, oh, I'm the only one in my family that does this. I'm <laughs> like, seriously, dang. But hey, to each his own, I guess. But anyway,
0: right? I know. Um, you know, I, I love. I mean, I, my kids and I are very, very close, and my oldest is just a very brilliant tech guy. Um, I don't understand the work he does, and I. I'm very, I, I'm very proud of him and he's very proud of me and the work that I do. We're very supportive of each other. I mean, he's 27 now, so he's on his own. My 17 year old, um, I think it's been really good for my 17 and 12 year old for them to see me in this mentorship kind of different light as well and grow from mom into businesswoman into writer and to speaker. And, you know, they actually are watching me be rebirthed at the same time that they're growing up. And, um, it's hard. It don't get me wrong. It's very hard because I sometimes struggle with, you know, the, the, the this me who used to, you know, throw the sushi parties in the kickball tournaments and she doesn't anymore. And, uh, and at the same time we have conversations about that and they, they have loved watching this. They've loved watching me do the work that I'm doing. My 17 year olds, I think for him, it's been really good too, because he's a all-american water polo player and so even as a junior he's recruited to um division 1 schools USC UCLA and Berkeley wow. yeah and so it's it's been really good because it's also given them that um the ability to take i mean it's a it was a traumatic experience that they lived through and to be able to take that that traumatic experience and it gave them the the ability to do something with it themselves And so for him, it was deep diving into water polo and I, you know, guided him into that and to, you know, take all this person and I want you to be in the pool, be present with it in the pool, like that, be the leader, be that your guide, be what you need to be there and work, work through it in the water. And, um, my 12 year old is a huge basketball player. And so for him, I've, you know, he's a little younger, he went through this at a little younger age, but it's given him the ability to become the leader on the basketball court. And he's freaking good basketball player. So, um, you know, I, it's given them the opportunity to find their own passion and purpose. I mean, they're on, they're young, so they're, that will change, obviously. But at this time in their life, um, by also watching me and, um, not, you ever hear that phrase, um, uh, drinking poison, um, living in anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, holding on to anger, holding oh. on to anger. Like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die?
1: No, I've never heard that. Wow.
0: Yeah, right? And so um, that's um having them in my life has given me the purpose to not hold on to the anger in my life either, because it's given me um, the ability to step into forgiveness and to step into gratitude and to step into those pieces that I need to be able to move my own life forward. So, um, you know... It's it's given them that opportunity to watch me do that, and for them to also learn from it, and to to not sit in their own anger over life. Because a lot of kids can it's you know it was traumatic what they went through. Oh, we yeah. moved, we sold everything. I mean, everything's they, different. Everything is and different. Story. Nothing is the same. Absolutely nothing is the same from five years ago. Except they still have a they still have a mom and a dad who support them. To the I mean, we. Love and support our kids to no end. And, um, and they do have two parents that respect each other. So, And we're supportive of one another. We didn't have to be that way. Did not have to be that way.
1: No, no, my, my parents are divorced and they get along really well. And uh, they did not have to choose that. But my dad told me, he tells me all the time, he's like, he goes, what's stranger? Hating the person that gave you children, trying to get along with them after you end things. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, it is bizarre to to love someone so much to have children that you share that obviously look like both of you, and then to hate them. It's like hating half of your kids almost."
0: Right, right, right. And I think that that for me, I mean, we could go on and on and on about this. This It's like you know, because this is, I mean, this is, I love. I love having deep conversations like this. Obviously, it's my job too. But, you know, for me, it was also attaching that forgiveness to that piece of him that I also fell in love with because I know I truly believe that we have the good within every one of us. And, um, for me, it was, that's how I choose to live my life. And, you know, you, you what you feed grows and he fed a part of him that I just, I don't understand and I don't need to understand and I won't ever fully understand cause I'm not him. Um, but I respect him regardless. And so I choose to be friends with that piece of him that I fell in love with when I was 19 years old.
1: That's awesome. So with, with everything going on, uh, it's, we'll, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, what do you, what do you see yourself? What do, what do you see this becoming? What would you like it to become in the next five, 10 years? What you're doing? <laughs>
0: Oh, you did. That just gave me the goosebumps. Um, so <laughs> I have big visions and I will just, th- I, you know, I, Throw them out there. I've got big visions. You know, today I signed a contract already with Folio Litter Agency. Um, well, I've already, I signed it two weeks ago, but I, I got to actually post it on social media today and put it out there. And, um, I love Gabby Bernstein. I someday cannot wait to hug that woman. Because it was her book that was sitting next to my computer when I was, you know, writing my proposal and going through all of this. Uh, I believe in manifesting. I believe in the universe. I actually, when I was on the High Sierra Trail for eight days hiking, I prayed every day. I kept saying, I kept visualizing, like, I want my book to be coming out of women's pack someday. And I'm going to turn and I'm going to see some woman laying on a summit somewhere reading my book. And I'm going to go up to her and hug her and say, I wrote that for you. I wrote this book for you. I did this, all of this work for you and keep creating change in your life so you can create change in others. And so I envision me taking this to the big stage. I want to be in front of thousands of people speaking the message and sharing so that no one feels alone. I want to be in a room where there are thousands and thousands of thousands of people and we all feel connected and I want to be, you know, it'd be awesome if that could happen outside, you know, where it's like mm. not in a box, where I could be, you know, creating those meditations where we're under the stars all together. I mean, what a force, like, oh, oh sounds right. Awesome. And so that's where I see all of this going. And I see myself running retreats until I just can't do it anymore. You know, hike in that canyon. Um. And uh, I'm working on programs now, um, online programs that will also go through, um, you know, the modules and the steps and the visualizations and and uh, everything from coaching all the way through to hosting a retreat. And it's year-long programs for people that are searching for or need somebody to guide them through their healing process. So one is about transforming your life and another is about transcending your story. And so that's what I'm working on right now. With my coach, because every coach should have a coach, right? (laughs) Yes. They should. Every coach should have a coach. Um, We can't do this alone. We cannot do this alone. So that's what I see. I see my book like out there, way out there across the world. Can't wait.
1: Well, there'll be one on, on my desk. So Thank
0: you. Yeah. Actually, I guess I didn't even mention this either, but um, there's a documentary being made of my life as well. And so um, the book, I know the book um, I'm hoping will um, be released first and then the documentary will be released after that. So um, we're in the process right now of production. We've done all of the filming in the um, back home in my hometown and we've started, we filmed here already as well in SoCal. And so we will be filming, I think, in the Grand Canyon um, in May. So, um, you know, my retreats, if you want to, if any of your listeners want to go yes, on. I was
1: going to ask, how can people get in touch and, and find out more about you and what you do?
0: Find out more. Um, so you can find me um, on Instagram at Sarah schulting Kranz. It's S-A-R-A, no H, um, S-C-H-U-L-T-I-N-G-K-R-A-N-Z. It's my full name. And um, follow me there. And then I also, you can follow me on Facebook under the same name. Um, and you can also find me through my website at com. So, and my documentary, if you want to follow the process of that, which is in production and super fun, it's, um, walkthroughthis.com.
1: Walkthroughthis.com. Cool. And, w- and we'll put that in the show notes as well. All those links. Yeah. that be
0: great. Thank yeah. you.
1: Perfect. And, uh, Man, Sarah, thank you so much for being on and talking about this and being open about your life. I I don't know if you get tired of that or if it gets to be a weight on you, but uh, know that it's helping a lot of people deal with what they're going through. So I I, I hope you never get too burdened with having to tell complete strangers (laughs) your deepest, (laughs) all all your crap, you know?
0: (laughs) No, not at all. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's a part of me, and I and I know that. And so um, there's a lot to me, and I get that, and um, I accept that, and I love that. Why not share it? Well,
1: right? it's part of the reason you're probably here talking to us, having yeah. to go through all that. And you got a doc, you didn't get a documentary made because you know didn't do anything with your whole life. You know what I mean? You you did something, right? Right. You've done something remarkable and continue to. Thank you. In an in yeah. an awesome place too. You get to go take people to the Grand Canyon. That's unreal so awesome i look
0: forward to meeting you in person i said i give long hugs though so be prepared okay
1: all right well i'm a tall guy in denver with a red beard just just keep an eye out
0: i will okay
1: (laughs) all right well have a good one thanks so much for being on and uh yeah that was an awesome story
0: thank you so much for sure anytime
1: first of all thank you so much for listening to the episode uh secondly if you would like to get in touch you can leave us a voicemail at 812 mail pod you can also send us an email info at adventuresportspodcast.com get a hold of us on facebook instagram contact us on the website like there's just a thousand ways to do it if you know somebody that would make a good guest for the show whether they're whether it's you or somebody you know with a really cool story or background or does an interesting sport, get in touch. We'd love to have them on. Also, if you'd like to be a patron, a.k.a. a supporter of the show, patreon.com slash adventuresportspodcast. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month. You can sign up for five bucks a month. And lastly, thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now. If you want to save 20% off the best backpacking food on planet Earth... Go to peakrefuel.com and at checkout, use the code ASP20. Powder 7 is setting the bar for ski retailers everywhere with their personalized service, wide selection of skis and gear. Visit them online at powder7.com or stop by their store in Golden, Colorado. Also, don't forget, if you're dealing with inflammation, pain, stress, anxiety, lack of sleep, check out hempdaddies.com for CBD oil and transdermal cream. And use the code ADVENTURE at checkout to save 10%.